News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. A cloudy morning. Temperature at 41 degrees, though, as we begin this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden Center, right there at the corner of Millen and 12th. And joining us in the studio, your host, Andy Waddell. Good morning, Tim. Good, Good morning, morning, everybody. How you doing? Doing good. Yeah. yeah. Emotional uh, last half hour, and we wish uh, Greg all the best. You bet. You bet. And uh, from Waddell's Garden Center, and definitely from over the garden fence, and uh, that's that's why I called in. It's nice. Uh, it was a nice uh, joint uh, shows back to back, and right. hopefully uh, KZO will come up with a nice lineup. I don't know. Um, can can you? Okay, just to be determined still. Yeah. <laughs> Roger and me were both wondering this week, Roger, what, what's happening in between. So you'll uh, you'll put something in there that's, yep. Yep. that's appropriate. So, no, we, uh, um, everybody, I'll tell you, if Greg's listening, that I learned about insulation in my soffits up in the attic, mm-hmm. doing it right after I had done it the wrong way. And just like you with um, that that faucet, I, I'd love to hear the, the faucet episode sometime, you know? <laughs> but, you know, after a while, you're like, oh, now I know I still have ice up in my soffits. I had done it actually wrong. And Greg's talking about air movement in the up in the soffits. We had packed it full of insulation. We had, right. And, you know, you're thinking one way and doing it the other way. Well, just like the plant in a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said the other day, oh yeah, I know how to plant. It's brand brand new employees that helped the customer up to the register. Well, once we told them about sphagnum peat moss, compost and cow manure, mics, mulching, he bought everything because yes, he knew, but he wanted that that advice. Sure. Just, just like that that uh, faucet. Your Tim, it sounds everybody, <laughs> Tim was real determined to fix that faucet. I was. I was. <laughs> well, and some of it's cost. A new faucet is not cheap. So, um, Tim, I wanted to say last week, uh, I was overly impressed with our callers and our texters right off the bat. I, know. I just think that maybe this year is a resurgence of uh, gardening and um, maybe fun outside, maybe projects outside. We, as our own Waddell family, are uh, doing projects outside. A number of us, um, my sister and myself at our home, and along with a number of other people. So I didn't even get done with my timely tips last <laughs> week. And I'm appreciating it. Anybody yeah. give us a text or a call? That's the whole idea. And I, I said something about uh, um, doing uh uh, the year of the lawn or the year of the landscaping or just being the year of being outside. So, And uh, those uh, numbers, uh, we'll take your calls and comments, that's for sure, 382-4280-1877, or you could text that comment or question, 80373. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm going to finish up where I was last week, okay. and I'm just going to um, – we had th- – Two or three callers, and then a number of people stop in about uh, the transplanting questions oh, last yeah. week. And so, for everybody that is moving things today or this next two weeks, it is optimal time to do your transplanting. I would say from perennials to evergreens to deciduous shrubs. Um, to roses, this is the time to do the moving. And again, try to take as much root as you can with them, uh, the, the existing plant itself. And the way I like to make sure I'm doing a good transplanting before we get to our tips, 
put a flat spade shovel in your hand and go ahead and sharpen it. Get it so a point where you can cut into that soil good. Create a circle around that plant with that spade or that shovel, um, not a rounded shovel, but a, a flat nose shovel that you can cut into. Start working the soil back around that root structure, cutting in two inches and then going all the way around and then four and then eight and then 12, working your way under that plant, making sure when any roots are hit that are hard, don't use the shovel to bang on it. Go ahead and get a loppers and cut those roots carefully. And that way that soil or a lot of that fibrous root is all intact. Once we get that plant loose, everybody, make sure that you're not just trying to yank it out of the ground. Tim, we're, um, we're redoing a patio. We had a number of, whether it's uh, mice or moles or shrews, something underneath the patio mm -hmm. for a number of years, a lot of the brick had collapsed. And then now a lot of the brick along the, the stairway had collapsed. And so you have about a two inch gap where your feet can catch the railroad tie and down you go. And so that's being yanked up this past week at our house. Well, a lot of those plants were at least 10 or 15 years old. It took some dime, time, excuse me, to dig out a nice Hanoki cypress. I wanted okay. to save it. Well, that tap, what tap root went really deep. So I created about a, at least a 24 to 30 inch root ball. And I tried to get it out, got my bed sheet underneath, and lo and behold, there was still a major taproot, everybody. A lot of times those single taproot goes right down in the bottom. So digging a lot of, a lot of the soil, getting those loppers down there, snip, snip that um, taproot and get it onto the bed sheet or the burlap so you can lift it into your fresh hole. Just remember, soil level to soil level when you're planting. I know some people are saying, why is he telling me? But other people, um, we have found him, people still plant plants with the pots in the ground oh. and you're like oh no, no 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 so remember sphagnum peat moss holding moisture composted commonure your beneficial mites establishing the roots down in the ground and then with transplanting we always suggest there's a liquid root starter that you mix with water put it in a five gallon bucket and douse those roots when you're done tree spade companies like easy tree transplanting mm -hmm. is good friends of ours he highly suggest soaking the roots afterwards, especially where the spade meets the ground. There's always a little air pocket and you can have that um, root starter stimulate those root growth. So just trying to help everybody with transplanting and the, the volume of questions, uh, number of questions on roses too. When you're transplanting roses, cut the roses at least him, if not in half, two thirds. Create a new fresh rose by the transplanting removing a lot of the canes and leaving three or four good canes. We talked last week about maybe this is the year of the lawn. Um, last year, a lot of the landscaping was started, but I think maybe some people did not have time with the COVID to get their first application on. So a lot of lawns are suffering. A lot of lawns are showing still signs of snow mold. Most lawns would benefit from very light raking that will fluff up the matted grass. Raking now will actually help dry out the turf and stop the snow mold. Bare or, thin, <clears throat> bare or thin turf areas should be seeded now. Grass seed, grass seed that is sown now will get off to a better start than seed planting in warmer weather. Any lawns also that have not been fertilized last November should be fertilized at half rate with fertilome lawn food with iron as soon as possible for an early spring uh, green up. <clears throat> 
Remember, we still have many weeks before the crabgrass control needs to be applied. Um, some people can say also bumpy lawns should be rolled soon while the soil is still moist. We're going to have some rain, I think, this weekend. So um, we can go to the text or the phone, Tim, and get back to the lawns if you uh, This want. one is a text referring back to oh, the nice. roses there a second. When do you take our rose cones off? Okay, good question. All right. Everybody, we know Tim cannot promise good weather. We want him to. But I think next week we heard 27, 26 at night, give or take, okay? So the idea is to start breaking that rose into the cool weather. So take it off during the day. For the next three or four days, Tim, it's it's overcast. It's be a little warmer today, back into the 40s Rain, you bet. Perfect on the plant. Let's say we get down beyond maybe 30 or 29, I'd put the cone back on for the night. It kind of is just breaking you in instead of everybody making a greenhouse effect inside that rose cone. Mm -hmm. And in the days when it's 50 or 60 out, it's going to be 60 or 70 inside that cone. The plant leaves out. And then when you finally take it out, woo, brand new leaves that get really frosted back on off. That's what's nice everybody. There is uh, rose cones that have removable tops. Okay. Or don't use the rose cone. There's something called a rose collar. And it's about a 10-inch collar, Tim, that goes around the rose, and you throw your leaves and your mulch, your cypress cedar mulch, in there. It'll hold the mounding or the crowning effect of mulching your roses in for the wintertime. Then you wouldn't need the rose cone. Oh, okay. Okay? So scooting your mulch back the same way. Pretty soon, we're going to see days, everybody, where things are going to start flushing out. Same with, like, mulching your hydrangeas. Put that mulch, pull it aside. Do not remove it. Just scoot it away from the plant. You got a nice many days ahead, good sunny weather. Those buds start opening up green, not white, underneath the mulch. But you get a frosty night, just take a second out and put the mulch back over the little of the buds, and that way you kind of overwinter the plant a little bit. I got you. A little TLC goes a long way. That's right. So, <clears throat> Tim, everybody, is making notes on his uh, hydrangea that he's going to do better on his <laughs> yard. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, uh, I know that roses, too, if you're moving or starting, we keep talking about roses. Believe it or not, April, you can actually get started with feeding. Mm-hmm. Some plants really like feeding. Roses and clematis, everybody, are heavy feeders. We want to feed four times a year on those plants. And so um, roses love a spoma rose tone, moving it around the plant, um, shovel full of composted cow manure, and a little bone meal on each one of those would sure help. So um, the next um, sentence or paragraph is going to describe my yard. Lawns that have been plowed (laughs) Appearance of spring is called mole activity. Hmm. During the winter, and Tim, I did apply um, mole control or grub X in 2019. Okay. <clears throat> but last year, again, when everybody maybe had a little time off, I didn't apply. And sure enough, I can tell right where it is wearing off. I have mounds of uh, soil all through the yard that my dog loves to dig up. Uh <clears throat> I'm not laughing at all because I am after trying to work on my yard this year. Right now, 24-hour mole control can be applied um, 
and it would take care of things right away. Then get on the schedule for um, GrubX about the end of June. And so you make sure you kill the adult larvae and the next stage larvae at the same time. Also, we talked about Repellex, where you can push the animal or the, uh, the mole out of the yard by um, uh, Repellex, which is, just creates a barrier, which is, works very good. I've told you many times how George had a yard that had native on all four sides and just had a golf course. Right now, um, folks with backyard fruit trees really want to begin their dormant spray program soon. Fruit tree insects and disease will become active soon and will continue whenever temperatures above 40 degrees. Be sure to finish all fruit tree pruning projects as soon as possible. Try to get, you know, peach over, over bears, way too much fruit. So sometimes you need to clean some of that plant up. Yes, you're removing a lot of the flowers, but you're going to have a better crop and the um, branching will hold on a lot better. We'll take a break in a second, but I'm just saying at Waddell's Garden Center, we examine hundreds of samples of disease and injured plant leaves, stems, and fruit for our customers every year. Often, the plant parts are brought on to us during the summer for diagnosis when people see the problem. A large percentage of the plant problems could have been prevented with a dormant spray. Of course, summertime is not the time to do dormant spray, so, so a more extensive control must be prescribed at, this time, at that time. I tell this story now because, again, this is the time for dormant spray on ornamental and fruit plants in our landscape. Dormant spray must be applied before any bud growth begins to appear. For dormant insect control, uh, safety side horticultural oil uh, works very good. So for disease control, fertilome trickle, triple action or liquid copper. If both are needed, use oil sprays 10 days after the other. So few plants are candidates for dormant spraying. <clears throat> Fruit trees, like I just said, crab apples, rose bushes, berry vines, euonymus vines, and lilacs. We could take a break and come back because I got lots more stuff to talk about. And I just uh, invite your calls or text 382-4280 and um, let's chat. All right. Sounds good. 382-4280-1877-382-4280. Text 80373. More with Andy over the garden fence coming up on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. My favorite new subject would be... Sports. Baseball is back and the Tigers play right here. 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. What's the easiest way to have a healthy, weed-free lawn? The experts at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center recommend the premium Fertilome Lawn Program. It has crabgrass preventer, fertilizer, iron, and trace nutrients not found in other fertilizer programs for a deeper green lawn. Right now, take advantage of an $8 instant in-store rebate on the 5,000-foot size Fertilome Lawn Program, making your price $62.99. Larger rebates for larger lawn programs are available too. You'll get all four top quality Fertilome applications and Waddell's is so sure you'll love the results, they're offering a 100% unconditional guarantee. 
questions? The lawn experts at Waddell's are more than happy to help take the guesswork out of your lawn care. Bring in your sod and soil sample for a pH test and free soil analysis today and be on your way to having a healthier, greener lawn. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. Curbside pickup service is available. Visit Waddell's.com to learn more. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM WKZO. As we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence, comments and questions for Andy, 382-4280-1877-382-4280, or you could text 80373. Let's uh, head to the phones if that's okay with you, Andy. You Say good morning to Carl. You're on WKZO. Hey, it's good to be on WKZO again. Oh, my. That's a familiar voice right there. Carl (laughs) Gunther, how are you? I'm in good shape, Andy. How about you? I'm I'm in great shape this morning. I'm ready to garden. (laughs) Well, that is exactly what, that's what Pat told me. She said, you're getting ready to garden. I said, (laughs) oh, okay. What am I going to do? (laughs) Carl, you've got that. iris plants that need uh, right away attention to get, uh, uh, I don't know, bugs down in the uh, rhizomes. Yep. And uh, uh, I have high yield 38 plus. And, you know, is that okay to use or do you recommend something else? All right, Carl, for starters, sometimes the older iris tend to be you know, it's kind of the older plant. And so they, the resistance goes down. So sometimes the center of the iris is what gets the bore. So if you have the opportunity, I might lift up, if you can, some of that old iris, try to get them up. They like to be reset in the ground. And yes, 38 plus is a soil drench that will take care of bore. It will not hurt the plant whatsoever and would kill everything in the ground. But it's nice, Carl, to kind of in the early spring, iris like to be moved around. They'll actually flower better if sometimes the old punky wood is taken out just with a knife. You can kind of lift those up, slice them off, put the good rhizome back down in the ground with some sand. And um, iris flourish with a little bone meal, too. So that's probably... Uh, sounds like Carl's got a project, whether he likes it or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like when uh, I'm told, you're going shopping. <laughs> yes, 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 yep. <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, Carl, are they the big, wide-bladed iris, German beard, the German iris? Yes. Yes, yes. yeah, and yes. Carl, they are very susceptible to that to that iris bore. So you are hitting at the right time instead of letting it all come up, and you'll see that punky wood later on not producing a good iris. Okay, good. I'm at it probably later today. Yeah. Well, I, you, you got... I may put it off till tomorrow. <laughs> uh, well, Carl, you got some uh, decent weather, so the ground um, gets some moisture in the next few days. They should lift up pretty nicely. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Good Andy, to hear your thank voice. You. Appreciate your being there. Hey, thanks, Carl. Thanks for the call today. You betcha. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Carl. Let's switch lines. Say good morning to John. You're on WKZO. Hey, John. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you? Good, good. How can I be of help today? Well, we just um, bought a house, a new house, and it's got a sprinkler system, which I've never had before, and I was wondering if it was too early to get that started or not. Okay. I would say, John... No, 
it is not too early. Get get fired up. Let's let's say, John, we get a extreme frost. There is drain lines. You don't have to drain the whole system because the the system below the ground is not going to freeze. Let's say we got an eight degree night. You can always run some of that water during the evening, allow that water not to freeze up. But we were um, talking to excavator and a farmer the other day. We were at the 32 inch level as far as being down for the water table from last year. Mm. So I would say go ahead and get started. Um, we were digging in the grounds this week. And a lot of things are not powder dry, but there is not a lot of moisture, John, in the ground. So you can always uh, do it according. We get a good rain, hold off on the sprinkler. We get a good couple dry days, let's let's start running it. Okay. Okay. Great. Now, um, our, I won't worry about the freezing then. Is the, um, is the sprinkler hitting the plants at the same time? We don't know. I mean, we haven't turned it on. We don't even know where all the heads are. That's our big thing. Yep. figure out where all the heads are there's there was no information left at the house so. so john here's a cheating way to find out if your sprinkler system that's what my asking is you can always do drip irrigation on the plants that are there you can add to it but if you got a cheap down at waddell's we sell just little any any bitty expensive rain gauges set it by your plant sometime run the irrigation find out in the morning wow my my rain gauge is full, or wow, my rain gauge is empty. You might find out and determine how that sprinkler's doing in your yard. A lot of times, when it oh, okay. you know it goes and it misses a lot of plants, you can determine that. You know, a, a good evaluation. So, um, yeah, I get okay. started. All right, great, thank you. Yeah, good luck. Congratulations on the new house. Thanks. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call, John. And we will continue with Andy. More of your calls coming up as well. 382-4280-1877-382-4280. We'll talk with Mary coming up and hopefully you as well. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, Over the Garden Fence. Was winter a little rough on your lawn? The lawn experts at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center have all the products and advice you'll need to get the healthy green lawn you've been looking for. Simply bring in your soil samples and Waddell's will help you get started. This week, take advantage of great deals on grass seed. Sunny Blend is on sale for just $3.99 a pound. Or for those shadier areas, Waddell's Deluxe Shady Blend is on sale for $4.19 a pound. For a deep green lawn with very little maintenance, Jaguar Blend is on sale for just $2.89 a pound. And remember, freshly planted grass seed and sod both need plenty of water. Get your choice of either an oscillating or pulsating spike sprinkler on sale for just $9.99. Now is a great time to clean up lawns, too. This week, Waddell's entire stock of metal springback or poly lawn rakes are 25% off. And you can get a five-pack of two-ply paper bags for just $1.99. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets and online at waddells.com. The birds are back and they sure are hungry. Good thing Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center has six of the birds' favorite varieties of seed on sale this week during Waddell's Garden Therapy Day sale. Save $3 on bags of black oil sunflower seed. Or treat your feathery friends to Waddell's exclusive songbird blend. Both sizes on sale, including the 25-pound bag for just $17.59. Finches love thistle seed. Take home a 5-pound bag for just $6.75. And George's No Waste Blend is on sale, too. Plus, you get a free Crazy Nutty Suet Cake with your 40-pound George's Blend purchase. Waddell's also carries the best selection of bird feeders and bird houses. Choose from over 100 styles, including tube feeders, cedar bluebird houses, squirrel-proof feeders, and more, all at 25% off. 
And if you're looking for a great gift idea, Waddell's also carries beautiful hand-blown glass feeders and antique look feeders. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive on the corner of Millam and 12th Streets and online at waddells.com. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, 41 degrees in Kalamazoo as we continue on with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell. Comments and questions, 382-4280-1877-382-4280, or you could text that comment or question to 80373. Uh, head back to the phones if that's okay with you. Andy, Mary is on the line. Good morning. You're on WKZO. Hey, Mary, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you, Mr. Waddell. Hey, what can I help with you with you uh, questions today? Well, I'm wondering what type of wood to use when um, making raised beds. Oh, good question. You know what? Um, long time ago, we used to build, uh, I, I'll go right back to this, but Mary, we used to build a lot of retaining walls out of railroad ties. And I, we'd always wonder all the plants around would always die up near the edge when you would plant. Well, arsenic and um, the tar a lot of times in womanized, if you can do it in cedar or in pine, and you can treat a lot of those, Mary, with linseed oil um, that would still be a natural that would hold uh, uh, and retain uh, moisture away from that plant. You can also uh, um, use... Have you ever thought about composite wood or vinyl? Um, yeah. they, they do make nice artificial wood now that really mimics. But um, we have a gentleman that brings cedar down from the UP, and they're tongue and groove. They fit together. We sell cedar wood boxes at Waddell's, and that's probably my best because that cedar repels insects. It's not immune, but it is probably one of our best uh, red cedar is what if I was to choose my number one choice would be that, and then if, put the linseed oil on you them. Bet, you bet. Because think nice. of like your hope closets or your cedar chests. They're always made of that wood for your longevity. Your air, your heirlooms or your archives are put down in that box on purpose because the bugs don't like that. And so um, that's what I would choose if I was going to be doing that. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So, are you doing a raised bed? I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. Yes, and uh-huh. I. That was the main concern, what type of wood to use. Yeah. Well, when you are putting it in, stop in sometime. We actually have George's recipe for raised gardens. So a lot of it is just making some of that plant flourish once you put them in there. Don't just fill it up with topsoil. We can help you out on that. Sounds great. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Mary. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Mary. Of course, comment or question, 382-4280-1877, 382-4280. Or you could do just like a texter. I got a question there for you, 80373. Areas of the yard and their neighbor's yard uh, being dug up at night. They think it's skunks. Could it be grubs that they're after? Guarantee it. It's either skunk or coon and definitely are out searching for food. And um, I hate to say it, everybody, you could deter them or you could trap them safely. I'm not trying to say to kill them, Tim, Mm -hmm. but there's have heart traps that you could. And if it's a skunk, do it the night before. Put a rope on the handle. So that way, when the skunk is in the trap, you could definitely go ahead and carry them safely Mm -hmm. (laughs) without it getting sprayed. (laughs) Or your dog, you know, if it's a coon. Everybody, when you see a, 
an animal, a wild animal, in a small trap and it's not hurt, it's quite mm, agitated. I'll put it that way. And so he's a little upset. Uh huh. Okay. So you know, and that I guarantee that's what they're looking for. They're they're digging up the yard. So by putting on like twenty four hour uh, grub control okay. would surely help them, and then uh, maybe set some traps. Or we have repellents that you could spray that would rid of all the small animals, deer, skunk, coon, rabbit. We've got a repellex um, or a, um, it's I think it's called deer stop or animal stop. That's a natural. Oh. I think it's um, extreme cinnamon, garlic, and um, uh, castor oil. Ooh. So, yeah. That's extreme. <laughs> so that'd be a, a, a nice, safe way. I'm just trying to help people out with that. Okay. Uh, head back to the phones. Bob has a question for you. Good morning, Bob. You're on WKZO. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Oh, uh, how are you? Good, thank you. Hey, I was, my question is, what is the best time to rototill cow manure into my garden? Okay. So when you start seeing those tractors driving down in those fields and you know that soil is to a point bob where if you can turn it over and grab a handful and squeeze it and release it and it falls apart on you go ahead and rototill if you are rototilling when it's still muddy all you're going to do is compact that ground down even worse so i would say we're very dry you might get some rain this weekend knock on wood i'm hoping so but maybe next week when it dries out i think we're supposed to be in the 60s that'd be a good time to do it um bob can i ask is it composted yes aged oh perfect yeah you couldn't ask for a better top dressing as sheep horse cow uh, to be put on the the garden before you start uh, planting for sure okay so spring is uh, just as good as fall for rototilling it in it that would be my second choice my first would be the fall because you're trying to get it tilled in and so it can settle in but as because it's composted it's going to start working with the plants either way now this fall again apply another batch of it and then have it um settle in or um, um saturate and work into the ground for next spring that's probably my better choice but if you haven't done it do it this spring okay hey i Thank you very much. You bet. You got a project. Okay. <laughs> All right, Bob. Thank right. you. Appreciate hey. the call, Bob. And again, if you have a comment or question, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. And uh, just to kind of give a little insight, we do have, as Terry mentioned in the forecast, a little bit of rain for this afternoon, tonight, early tomorrow. But then uh, things begin to dry out. So mm-hmm. if that helps you out, Bob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what, everybody? Just like Bob, I always say, if you haven't done your feeding do it in the fall. Okay. But, um, that's the normal time. But if you haven't done it, spring is your second best time. So okay. get on the normal pattern of fall. That way the plant gets uh, the ground, the plant, the tree gets, gets the nutrients down the ground. So when the spring comes up, they wake up with that energy in them. Option two, or the next best time is definitely what we're saying. Now get it in the ground. That way the summer vegetables get a good chance to, uh, thrive off that too. So, um, I guess I'll wait for some of my notes. And can I go back to uh, to Mary oh, on yeah. the raised garden? So we actually have <clears throat> with me George's recipe for great raised gardens. <laughs> so this would include, just for approximate everybody, a four by four by six inch uh, raised bed. So two bags of Dairy Dew organic composted cow manure is the first on our recipe. Two 40-pound composted Wonder Blend cow manure. 
four 40-pound Garden Magic topsoil, two cubic foot sphagnum peat moss, that's one of them, one two-cubic foot vermiculite, one four-cubic perlite, one 25-pound bag of healthy garden organic fertilizer, one small mites, garden mycorrhiza, and five pounds of azomite. Azomite is actually trace minerals, Tim, that a, a nursery up north, Malark Nursery, did some testing for a number of years. Azomite makes the plant more available to take nutrients up into the plant. And so azomite is a great natural uh, and also includes trace minerals. And then use fertile loam, water-soluble plant food, or fertile loam organic fish mulching in June and July. So mainly we're trying to say, yes, topsoil is good, but really no nutritional value. Topsoil is great if somebody has a crash in your yard and needs you to fix up the ruts in the yard. Sure. You know, if you if the dog is dug and there's holes in the yard, I, we sell topsoil all day, but you need to mix that in if you're going to have good success in your gotcha. raised garden. 382-4280-1877-382-4280 or text 80373. We still have a couple of moments for a quick call or two. Okay. Um, I put a little list together of... I like working in the nursery. <laughs> I love seeing new plants, everybody coming in. And um, a lot of times when we order them, they don't always necessarily come in, Tim, because the mm. demand is so high for some of these plants. Mm -hmm. But we have a new red bud. Oh, you do? And it is called Appalachian Red. Finally, a red bud that's actually red. Instead of the lilac pinky flower, pinky colored flower, the traditional red bud, this is actually a fuchsia. Hot, vibrant red in a bloom color, and it's hardy to zone four, which actually would grow up in Traverse City. Okay. This plant can actually grow in full sun to part shade. Sometimes we suggest putting red bud in part shade, but it'll take a full sun situation. It's a great new red bud, green foliage in the spring and the uh, yellow fall color, but the buds are quite vibrant, and we've seen them come on, and it's kind of like you walk up to them like, wow, almost they look fake. The flower is so pretty. In the Appalachian lineup, too, we actually have something called the Appalachian Series of Dogwood. This was found wild at Camp David Presidential Retreat in the mountains of Maryland, where it exhibited strong resistance to anthracnose. That is a disease that is uh, devastating the dogwood population. And so um, it is really important if you guys are looking at dogwoods, ask about it. We carry varieties like Cherokee and Appalachian series on purpose because of their strength and resistance to the disease that is taking the dogwood population. So a couple new varieties of items there. Now I know you're squeezing in a call. Uh, well, uh, we're going to have to... Uh, I can uh, say hi we, we and can, then I can take it off the radio. Yeah, uh, so Todd, if you hang on the line, uh, Andy will be right with you. But yeah, we're running out of time you're here. Right. On here. Good morning, Todd. And thank you everybody <laughs> for all the calls today. And Todd will be right with you. And if you ever have questions during the week, always come to Waddell's and or join us next weekend. Alrighty, we'll do that. Thank you and uh, appreciate you tuning in to this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence each and every Saturday morning during the growing season here in the 9 o'clock hour. Over the Garden Fence brought to you by Waddell's Nursery, Floral, and Garden Center located right there at the corner 
of Millen in 12. Take a look at some of the best of of the Kalamazoo Morning Show, and we'll join up with Jeff Toffel. This morning's edition of Kalamazoo Housing Today coming up at 10 o'clock right here on WKZO.